everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Coach's Corner. I'm going to start mixing it up on Coach's Corner, and I'll still have some interviews, but mostly I'm either going to be putting up another coaching call or answering your questions. I'm just getting so much feedback from all of y'all that you want more coaching, more coaching, more coaching. So that's what I'm doing. If you have a question that you want me to answer and can't get a session on the actual show, just email assist at christinehassler.com. And I am putting more times up for the rest of the year. So please go to christinehassler.com slash podcast. Click on the schedule a time to talk to Christine and see if you can get yourself booked because I'd love to be able to coach you on air. Also, if you want more support from me, there's my inner circle community. It's my membership community, and that's at christinehassler.com slash inner circle. There's a live coaching call every month that you can jump on and get access to me, guided meditations, curriculum we work on, and a really, really cool community, men and women of all ages from all around the world. All right, so I have two questions I'm going to answer today, and they're both very different, but I think that they're things that a lot of y'all out there can really relate to. Our first question is from Erica. Hi, Christine. I've had a bit of a setback in the past couple months. I've always been a self-sufficient person. I'm an aspiring actress and have lived in New York City for the past three years. I've always lived with a manageable amount of anxiety, but two months ago, I started having very intense fear and panic attacks. They became so debilitating that I had to move home to California with my parents for a couple months. I've started taking medication, which has definitely helped, but not a cure, and I don't want to be relying on it for the rest of my life. I'm having such a difficult time deciphering if the panic is a sign that I need to make a major life change, telling me that the lifestyle I was leading in New York was not working, or if I've let utter fear take over. I've performed my whole life, and I've always had the dream of being on Broadway. I've even gotten pretty close. But now the idea of auditioning and being in a show seems so terrifying foreign and quite honestly nauseating, as do other things that never used to scare me. My question is, do I listen to the panic and choose a different path, or do I try and fight through it to determine if this is really my dream? All right, so Erica, living with a manageable amount of anxiety is sort of like keeping a beach ball underwater. Now, unless we get to the root of what that anxiety is really about, what the message from it is, it really has no choice but to get worse. So my sense is that these panic attacks are here to get your attention regarding some kind of pattern that's likely been there long before you even started acting. I really acknowledge you for moving home and getting yourself into a safe place. That's an important part of self-care and making yourself feel safe instead of just trying to be strong and push through it. That's not how we heal panic attacks. We don't overpower them. It doesn't work. So first, I just want to basically address dealing with the panic attack, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the acting. You mentioned that you're on medication right now, which I respect and understand. Medication can be like a cast. You know, when we have a broken bone, we need the cast to kind of help the bone heal, but eventually we can take the cast off and start to rehabilitate the part of the body that was broken. So I I respect the fact that you also want to get off of it and not be on it long term. So I think that one thing that would be great for you to start to explore is alternative and natural therapies. You're in California, so there's a lot of options for that. In fact, for any of you listening, there's a lot of options all over the world. Alternative, I love that it's called alternative, when to me it's the most natural thing in the world. But those kind of more holistic approaches are way more accessible. So first, just check with your doctor. You know, Make sure your heart's okay and make sure this isn't a physical issue. But then really start to explore things like acupuncture, EFT, which is tapping, somatic therapy, 
Also your diet, you know, a lot of times a diet that's not right for us can really throw off our our brain chemistry and, and can create anxiety. I know for me, gluten was a big part of my depression. And when I was getting off my medication and totally eliminated certain trigger foods like gluten from my diet, it really, really, really helped. Also on your own, meditation and breath work is going to be so important. You know, when I've ever supported someone through a panic attack, the first thing that I do is get them to breathe, to look into my eyes and breathe because our breath is our connection to life. Our breath is our connection to the present moment. And anxiety is is future tripping. Anxiety is thinking about something that hasn't yet happened. So the anxiety that you're feeling about acting or being in a show or auditioning or whatever it may be, that's your mind going to the future and and having a scary picture of the future instead of a positive one. So this may be actually an invitation for you. Your soul may be craving a deeper spiritual practice, be it meditation or breath work or a combination of both. So if that's not something that you have in your life, I highly, 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 highly recommend starting that. I have a meditation download that you can get. I'm sure there's there's lots of free resources of meditation. There's apps like Headspace and Calm that you can use. But a big part of this is taking back your power and knowing that you can calm yourself down. See, the thing with panic attacks is we go into that place of, oh my God, am I going to die? And we feel so out of control and we disconnect from that part of us that can calm ourselves down. And that's a really important part, Erica, for you to reconnect to. So if you're listening right now or anyone listening that deals with any anxiety, just take a deep breath. And as you're breathing, really get your breath all the way below your navel. So you're not just breathing through your nose. You're not just breathing through your throat. And let that breath be your connection to the present moment. So I would incorporate a meditation practice at least three times a day right now to start to calm the nervous system down. Another thing that might be useful is like a Tai Chi Qigong practice. I did my first class a few days ago and it was so hard, not physically, but just because it was required so much presence and so much slow movement. And it really helped me calm my nervous system down and calm my mind down. So that those are the kind of the first things I would do is it's get yourself to a place where you feel like you're managing the panic attack in supportive ways rather than trying to figure out is acting for me because until the panic attacks and the anxiety feel like you've got not necessarily control with, over them, but you, you're more in right relationship with them. You have an understanding of it and you have a way you can manage it and it doesn't feel so scary. It's really hard to get clarity. So like I said, the panic attacks are definitely a messenger, but it may not be as simple as whether or not to pursue acting. Now, what was your lifestyle like in New York? Back to the questions of diet and exercise and self-talk. How much stress were you under? These things don't change just with a change in career, especially your self-talk and your relationship with self. You know, a lot of times people that suffer from high anxiety and panic attacks are incredibly self-critical. The fact that auditioning seems nauseating and being in a show is terrifying makes me wonder what your self-talk and relationship with yourself is like when you're in an audition or you're in shows. Do you have so much nervousness? Do you put so much pressure on yourself? So as much as one part of you enjoys it, another part of you just tortures yourself. That could be a big reason why there's a block to wanting to do it. 
And these two things could be happening at once. There could be part of you that really wants to pursue acting, but it's almost like an upper limits problem when we're almost scared of our dreams coming true. And a big reason that sometimes we are is because of what we do to ourselves when we're actually experiencing it. So in answer to your question, do I listen to the panic and choose a different path or do I try to fight through it and determine this is really my dream? We'll never fight through a panic attack, but yes, listen to the panic. Be sure to really ask what it's telling you. So the next time you have one, practice some breathing techniques, practice being with it and really asking, okay, what is the message? What are you trying to tell me? Is there something from my past? that I haven't really healed and the panic attack is trying to alert me to this. Is this about my relationship with myself? Is this about my lifestyle? It's probably a combination of all those things. So instead of just trying to get rid of it, Erica, I really encourage you to get the message from it and let this be a catalyst for changing your relationship with yourself, changing your self-soothing techniques, and deepening in your spiritual practice and that anchor to the present moment. So thank you, Erica, for your question. So before we get to the next question, I want to share with you a really cool offer from a company called FreshBooks, because I know a lot of you out there are small business owners, entrepreneurs, or aspiring entrepreneurs. And one of the most important things about really being successful at being an entrepreneur or small business owner is getting your finances in order, which is kind of teeing up our next question too. So as you know, the world has changed with the growth of the internet. There's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, I can even use it. (laughs) It's also packed full of powerful features. You can create and send professional-looking invoices, you can set up online payments, and you can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing game. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day, unrestricted, totally free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. And again, this information will be in the show notes, but to grab your free trial, freshbooks.com slash Christine, enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. All right, so let's keep on the theme of money and finances and go to our next question from Steve. So Steve says, hi, Christine. I heard a therapist talking about a person having a money story. She said your earliest memories of money normally determines how you deal with it for the rest of your life. I looked into my past and found that my story was that money is always coming. You just need to hold on until it gets here. My earliest memories were going to the military base with my mom to pick up child support from my dad. Then we were on welfare for a while, but just always holding out until the money got there. Now, and as an adult, it's hard for me to save money because in the back of my mind, I always reason why I save. More money's on the way. But what I need help with is getting past the story so I'm not always living paycheck to paycheck. Thanks in advance for your help. Great question, Steve. Yes, we absolutely have a relationship with money and a story about it. Looks like you have a pretty good idea of what your story and belief system about money are. You're clear that there's a disconnect that it always comes from something outside of you, you know, dad, the military, welfare, et cetera. But the part about having trouble saving money, I wonder if it's tied to a deeper issue. 
from what you wrote, it sounds like your father was not in your life. And I don't know if that's because he was in the military and, and maybe, you know, your parents were still married and had a relationship, but it sounds like he wasn't around very much, which is hard for anyone as a child, especially a young man. And again, from the sounds of your question, it sounds like your mother struggled to make ends meet. Plus, you might have even witnessed her having a strained relationship with your dad or trying to get a job. You, my sense is you saw her struggle. So in some ways, money is paired with pain. You know, you had to get, go to the military base to get child support from a dad that on some level you most likely felt somewhat abandoned by. And then welfare, just holding out for the money to be there. This is stressful and often painful. And anything we have paired with pain, we don't really want a lot of in our life. For example, let's pretend instead of money, there was a person in your life, someone that always came around who treated you poorly, who wasn't that nice to your mom, who was maybe critical of you. As an adult, you probably wouldn't have a healthy relationship with them or want them around. You know, if they came around, you'd want them to go away. So it's kind of like you have a love-hate relationship with money. On one hand, you're like, oh, it'll, it'll come. But on the other hand, there's also pain attached to it. So even though you need it and expect it to come, there's also a part of you that's like, oh, money and pain and it triggers issues from my past and I, I don't want to hold on to it. So basically, Steve, money's a trigger for you. It reminds you of struggling and pain. So unconsciously, you may not want it around. That layered with the belief system that more money is on the way is kind of more of that childish hope. So my sense is about more unresolved issues from your past. This is more about developing a healthy relationship with money by doing some work with that little boy inside of you who felt very disempowered around finances and pairs money with struggle and pain. So you said you heard from a therapist that people have a money story. Maybe this is a good time to work with a therapist and get a little direction on this. Because as you heal a lot of those unresolved childhood issues, I bet a lot of that money stuff will start to resolve as well. And a book I really recommend specifically about your money story is called Money, A Love Story by my friend Kate Northrup. So you may want to check that out. Well, thank you very much both to Steve and Erica for submitting your questions. Again, you can submit yours at assist at christinehassler.com. Sending you all much love and many blessings until our next episode. Mm -hmm.